I live right next to a Navajo reservation and have made friends with many of the people there my age. I like to hang out, play video games, and just be normal teens. I walk over a lot since my best friend lives a little less than a mile away from me. It isn't a long trek and usually only takes me about 25 to 30 minutes. I've made this trip dozens of times and have grown very confident with it. I know the people along the way and I'm not scared or on edge. There's a patch of forest, however, about midway there. It's a little unnerving sometimes. There's always the feeling of being watched. This was a regular occurrence for me, so I just tried to ignore it and shake it off as my mind played tricks on me. This day I spent much more time at my friend's house than I meant to, and when I left, it was already getting dark. I reached the stretch of forest right as the sun disappeared from the sky. I shivered a little bit as I readied myself to begin the journey through. I was ten steps in when I heard a branch snap. You know the sound. The sound that screams that there is definitely someone or something there with you. I froze, not sure of what I should do next. Should I run? Should I turn around and book it back to my friend's house? I don't know the best option in this situation. I whispered, Hello? I heard my voice crack as the words fell from my lips. I don't know why I even opened my mouth, but it was out there, so I listened for any reply. My heart sank when the answer came back in the sound of my voice. Hello? I started to breathe too fast. My heart pounded against my chest, and I felt like I might faint. Hello? My voice came again, but not from my mouth. I wanted to run, but my feet felt cemented in the ground. I couldn't scream. I couldn't reply as my voice echoed over and over from a short distance away. I couldn't pinpoint exactly where it was coming from. It sounded like it was everywhere around me. Hello? 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 It repeated. Stop it! I finally managed to tear from my lips. And everything went silent. For a long minute, nothing happened. The air grew stale, and I realized for the first time that there were no typical forest sounds. There were no bugs, no frogs or crickets. Nothing. I stood there terrified, waiting to see what would happen next. Stop it! It mimicked back. And I'd had enough, and I was willing my heavy feet to move. Before I could take a step, I heard rustling in the bushes twenty feet to my left. I watched in terror as a deer head with antlers protruded through the bush. As it came further out and stood up on two... I took off. I flew out of the woods and all the way home in record time. I said nothing to my mom when I got home. I just went up to my room, laid down, and thought about what happened. My mother came in at some point and asked me if everything was alright. I replied that, yes, I was just tired. I don't know why I didn't tell her. I guess I might have been afraid of how she would react. I called my friend and I told him everything. 
He freaked out and told me that no matter what happened that night, to not reply or look out my window. And this terrified me even more. He said to call him the next morning and he would explain more, and that he had to speak to his grandfather as soon as possible. That night I didn't sleep. Not at all. I stayed awake listening to every little sound the night brought. And around 3am, just as I was about to drift off, the air changed. The night sounds quieted, and I felt my heartbeat begin to pound. I lay there and waited, pulling the covers up over my head like a child, far too scared to move. It came after a long moment. Hello? I cried, and it was all I could do. Hello? Stop it! It mocked what I had said in the woods again. It was terrifying enough when it copied what I had said, but then it did something new. It called my name. Amy. My mother's voice. Amy. Amy, come here. Hello? Stop it! My voice again. And for the rest of the night, the creature outside my window called my name in my mother's voice and repeated what I had said in the woods over and over. In the morning when the sun broke through the dark, it finally stopped. I fell into a fitful sleep. I woke around 12 to my friend calling to tell me he had spoken to his grandfather and could explain what had happened to me. He said that there was a creature that they called the Yinaldalushi. He who goes on all fours or a skinwalker. He explained that it was an evil witch that used dark magic to transform into an animal with the attributes it required, and that it had caught my scent and knew me now. I was also given a warning that since it knew me, it would always follow me, that I would always have to be careful. Last night I heard scratching on my window, and then a low hum. The creature began to say my name again, but also adding things that I hadn't said, and in my mother's voice. At one point it started calling my name, but drawing it out like far away. Amy. It tried to get me to come outside, or to open the door, or to let it in my house. And this went on all night. At this point, I feel like I'm going crazy. I don't know what to do. Is it seriously going to stalk the shadows around me for the rest of my life? I don't think I can take that. When I was in high school, I played on the basketball team and ran track. To keep my cardio up, I used to run this 11km hiking trail that went through the hills right outside my town. It was a small town, and it was safer for the most part, and everybody knew each other. I wouldn't call this trail remote, 
because at certain points you'd pass a dog park, train tracks, and one stretch of it ran alongside the highway. But certain parts were pretty deep into the woods. There was an option to do a 4km loop inside of this 11km trail, and people traveled this route much more often. I hardly ever ran into anybody on the longer trail. I ran this same trail for three years and nothing strange ever happened. Until this one day. It started it off as it normally did. I parked my car on the dirt road that came off the highway and smoked a joint while queuing songs on my phone. I put my earphones in, popped a piece of gum in my mouth, and began walking toward the trail. The only thing I took with me on my runs was my phone, earphones, and a single car key wrapped around my index finger. I don't recall seeing anybody on the trail that day. It was in the afternoon, and it wasn't abnormal for the trail to be less busy than it would have been during the evening. I walked for a few minutes while I was still on the crushed stone path, and once you get a little ways into the trail, it turned pretty rugged. Dirt and mud with large tree roots reaching across it in all directions. I liked this trail because I had to focus on where my feet were landing with every step, so I was less focused on how much energy I was exerting. I was about halfway through the 11 kilometer loop, and this was really the most remote part of it. It was all forest, and there were a lot of hills and dips in the path, and big boulders all around you. I didn't see or hear anything odd, but out of nowhere, I had this extreme sense of dread come over me. I kept running and didn't really react. Once I reached a more flat part of the trail just a few feet ahead, I took my earphones out while keeping the same running pace, and I noticed it was eerily silent. But I didn't experience a moment where I acknowledged that meant that there's likely some sort of predator in the area. The only predators that would have been around me for wildlife would have been a coyote or maybe a bear. But this would be very unlikely as there are never bear sightings anywhere near the town. I slowed my jog to a walk because the trail got steep and I tried to walk over knee-high rocks. But I was still moving fast because I felt like something was behind me. For some reason, the next part is very hard to remember. Just this slice of about 30 seconds feels almost like I'm trying to recall a dream that I had. But I saw something out in the trees. When I try to remember, I can't fully picture it. Almost like I'm looking at a blurry image. It wasn't an animal, and it wasn't a person. I can't explain it, but I could clearly sense that it was a male. I pretended not to see the figure in the trees. I remember doing this so they wouldn't know that I was aware of them. It felt subconscious, automatic, and 100% instinctive. The figure wasn't behind me in the way that it felt when I first sensed a presence. It was in front of me, but on the side. My two o'clock to be exact. It didn't move as I walked by. The person just stood there completely still and watched me pass. Once I got up around the turn, probably 15 feet ahead, I ran so fucking fast that it was like my feet were going to detach from my body. I remember how weak my knees felt in this sprint, but adrenaline was carrying me out of there at the speed that was faster than I've ever moved in my life. 
I didn't hear footsteps, but it felt like they were right behind me, as if I would feel two hands reaching out and grabbing me at any moment. Primal fear. I didn't stop running until I was out of the trees and I could see my car. This may feel anticlimactic, but nothing happened when I looked back after leaving the trees. There was nobody there. My adrenaline was flooding the entire time, but the deep sense of dread left a couple of minutes after it had arrived. I just knew I couldn't stop running until I was out. I think somebody was coming after me because they saw a five-foot young girl with long blonde hair running alone in the woods. Maybe they were waiting for somebody to pass by. But I have a gut feeling that they were out there for some other reason, and I happened to be walking by at the wrong time. I know it may seem like I just smoked a joint, went into the woods alone, and wigged out. But I'd been smoking weed every day for about five years at this point. Not proud of how young I was when I started. And I did this every single time before I went for a run on the trail. Four times a week for three years. Nothing like this has ever happened to me before or after this run. Although I did switch trails after two or three more visits. I didn't feel the sense of dread that I had felt that day, but I couldn't shake the feeling that it might happen again. Sometimes I wonder if something would have happened to me if I kept running there. I don't live there anymore. I haven't for a while, and I haven't heard of anything bad happening there. But someone was in the woods that day, and they did not have good intentions when they saw me walking by them standing in the trees. Has anyone else ever been out in the woods and experienced the sense of dread without seeing or hearing danger? I'd love to hear anyone's similar experiences. We all know about the primal instincts that we carry with us as humans, and how we feel a set of eyes on us long before ours are ever on them. What do you think? Was there somebody out in the woods that day, or... Did I just spook myself until I ran out of the woods? Like an idiot. There was a hunter in the woods who, after a long day hunting, was in the middle of an immense forest. It was getting dark and, having lost his bearings, he decided to head in one direction until he was clear of increasingly oppressive foliage. After that seemed like hours, he came across a cabin in a small clearing. Realizing how dark it had grown, he decided to see if he could stay there for the night. He approached and found the door ajar. But nobody was inside. But nobody was inside. The hunter flopped down on the single bed, decided to explain himself to the owner in the morning. As he looked around... He was surprised to see that the walls adorned by many portraits, all painted in incredible detail. Without exception, they appeared to be staring down at him, their features twisted into looks of hatred. Staring back, he grew increasingly uncomfortable, making a concerted effort to ignore the many hateful faces. He turned to face the wall, and exhausted, he fell into a restless sleep. Face down in an unfamiliar bed, he turned blinking in unexpected sunlight. Looking up, 
you discover that the cabin had no portraits and only windows. Fear is an odd thing. It can twist something innocent and ordinary and, if placed under the right circumstances, can make something truly terrifying. A classic example of this would be a rocking horse. It's really just a rocking horse, but if you put it in a dark room, in a dark house, and make it move on its own, it becomes demonic and frightening. This is because we are afraid of the unknown. It's not so much the rocking horse itself that is scary. As I said before, it's just a rocking horse. But we are scared of its unknown ability. I experienced this firsthand one day when I was walking home from my friend's house. I was nine at the time. It was a crisp winter evening, and although it was only four in the afternoon, the sun had already begun leaving us on its constant journey through the sky. I had just departed from my friend's house and was walking through the natural forest trail back to my house. It was getting chilly and my scarf was pulled up around my ears and so at first I didn't hear it. After a while, it became apparent though. There was a faint whistle resounding in the tall, dark trees. It sounded somewhat playful, like a children's playground chant. Naturally, being the curious young child that I was, I looked for what was making the sound. I searched in bushes and trees, even in an old, hollowed-out tree trunk. Eventually, I was able to pinpoint it to a small hole in the ground by a riverbed. The trickling water and the cheerful whistling created a small chorus of peace. I looked down in the hole in the ground, being sure not to get my jeans money in the damp soil. It was too dark to see anything. The hole itself was only about the size of my tiny fists. I poked inside the cavity a bit to see if there was something living in there. I could feel the squelch of moist mud and that was about it. The whistling kept on singing while I did this, and I hadn't interrupted it at all. The sky was beginning to get a bit darker, so I pushed myself up off the ground and trotted home with the river and the whistling ringing out behind me. I came back the next day and I found the hole near the river again. The whistling was still singing in the same tune as before. Still curious, I snatched a stick from the riverbed and poked inside the cavity, a bit deeper this time. Still nothing yielded. I squatted next to the hole, listening to the joyful whistle, and after a while, I decided to join in. After all, I knew the tune by now. I mixed my voice with the unknown for a few seconds until it simply stopped and left me alone in the forest. I sat in silence, frozen with both confusion and fear. Why had it stopped? Was I in danger? What had happened? A rustle emanated from the nearby bush and I leapt up to my feet and sprinted out of the forest. The air around me seemed to have a sense of decay on my tongue, as if the dead leaves stench was forcing its way down my throat. Holding my breath, I burst from the gnarled trees and snatched a lungful of fresh air. 
After that startling incident, I didn't return to the forest for weeks. Eventually, curiosity got the better of me. I had remained determined not to step foot into the surreal yet ghastly woodland, but as I had only the mind of an inquisitive young child, I eventually gave in to my wonderment. Weeks before, I pedaled to the edge of the forest trail on my bike. It was a calm afternoon and the sun hid behind the mass of clouds. For a while, I simply stood there, telling myself it was foolish to go back to the swarm of intimidating trees. It must have looked odd to a bystander, seeing a small nine-year-old boy in a Thomas the Tank Engine shirt clutching his bicycle handlebars while staring up at the same woodland. I must have stood there for about ten minutes just gazing into the wilderness, considering what my next step would be. Eventually, with shaking feet, I stepped into the forest and strode along the path until I came to the hole by the riverbed. I sat on my haunches and peered into the void. All I could see was darkness, and I grinned to myself, wondering how I could be so ridiculous as to think something supernatural was hiding in there. What a silly prospect. A childish notion. I hauled myself up onto the nearby branch and began to walk away with one last glance to the hole. Sitting in the hole, glancing back at me, was an eye. I startled and fell to my knees, scabbling towards the hole. The eye stared at me as I peered back at it. The eye was beautiful and had a stunning blue iris, and it was mesmerizing. We watched each other closely for minutes, both caught in each other's gaze. The eye never blinked once. It just continued to stare at me. It was a magical moment, a child staring at an eye in a hole while the birds chirped and the leaves rustled around. Then the eye closed and left me staring into the black void. This made me upset for some reason. It made me feel alone. My face dropped and I began to sob. Then the whistling commenced. It was the same piercing cry that I had heard weeks ago. A mournful sound that made solemn memories push themselves into the front of my head. I leaned towards the hole so that I may see the glum eye and its beautiful blue iris once again. I placed my arm in front of me to keep myself upright. When I leaned over, it was then that the gray arm shot out from the cavity and clutched my wrist. I screamed, not even noticing the surrounding trees had begun to sway menacingly, and the sky had grown dark and the whistling had increased in volume and tension, now sounding reminiscent to the ravings of a madman. My ears were throbbing and the hands surrounding my wrist refused to relent from its grasp. I stared wildly into the hole and saw that the blue eye opened again, along with other eyes, all different colors, some red, some green, and some purple, some yellow, some brown, some black, and the damned eyes smiled. Yes, smiled at me absolutely brimming with glee that another poor soul would be entrapped there with them. The whole world flashed and spun in my vision as I screamed and 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 awoke in my bed, dripping with sweat. 
I jolted upright immediately and scanned the room nervously. I was safe. There was no more forest. No more river. No more hole and, most importantly, no arm trying to drag me into the very depths of torturous hell that the black boy had to offer. My mother raced in through the door opening, hearing me awake and hugged me tightly, telling me that she had been so worried that I was safe now and that the nightmares were over. I could look only to her in confusion. She read my face and understood that an explanation was in order. She told me that some backpackers walking the nearby nature trail had heard me screaming and found me lying near the riverbed with my arm jammed deep into the hole, almost deeper than the hole physically allowed, and that I was unconscious but still screaming even while my body had shut down. They carried me from the forest and had brought me home after asking nearby neighbors whose child this was. I had been asleep for days, even now and then opening my eyes without seeing and I would scream. She didn't heed to my tale, passed it off as hysteria and that the entire episode was blamed on a one-off seizure. Although that theory never explained the bruises on my wrist, or the fact that I had heard the whistling weeks before I had my alleged seizure. And most of all, it didn't elucidate that when the backpackers went into the forest to further investigate, the hole in the ground had sealed up with rock, as if it had never been there. In the first place... 